It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast. It is another Bears Monday. 12 of these in a row now that we've done after a loss. Oh, God. Do you realize how great it is to be here with you today, Adam Hogue? Uh, the- yes, I do, actually. It's a beautiful day in Chicago. There it is. It's Let's much go. better than last Monday when it was pouring rain. Um the tape is 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 a mess. I don't. We'll, and we'll get into that in a second. But yes, it is good to be here, Carm. Just you and me today, baby. You and me, a couple of couple of silver spoons. Remember the song, Lawrence? A couple of silver spoons. That's our that's our demo, buddy. Listen, right, so I. So it was good for ninety no, seconds. I'm and just then he trying started to, singing. I am I am gonna do my best to be realistic and positive at the same time. I can't have the. I cannot. I'm not here for the freak out today. I'm here for the rational. There are 15 games to play. There are many problems to be conquered. Moving forward, that's all you can do in life. Let's see what we have here. We are seeing what we have. What answers are they going to come up with? How is Ryan Poles going to do this? There's a lot to be gained the rest of the season, damn it. Okay. Love your attempt at optimism. Thank you. It very much confuses me that you were Mr. Mr. Negative pregame yesterday. Somehow watched that game and got more positive. You well, and Flus. You and Flus. Don't do that. Just, I'll go right to negative if you put me Well, with that I'm coach. just saying that's what happened. Yesterday, there was no way in hell they were winning. Correct. They kind of proved you correct. Thank you. And now you're spinning it positive. Yes, because every, the freak out is unbelievable. You know, it's just so interesting. Is it? Yes, it is. It, it is. Because it's ridiculous. Let, let me, let it's me, ridiculous. Yes. You're going to try to tell this fan base yeah. that what they've seen from this third-year quarterback and this, once again, another offense that's not working, that they're being ridiculous for freaking out on this Monday? Carm, breathe, breathe, Carm. This is what happened. In the off- what these guys have been through, what no. these fans have been through? L- listen, listen to me. They know better. Okay, take a deep breath. Let me, let me explain myself, and then you can fire back at me. Whenever I pointed out delicately to this fan base, which there is a corner of which can't stand me, <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. Whatever I would point out, quarterback doesn't look great. By the way, that's another thing. If you can't stand Carm, there's something that's a you problem. Thank you so this much. This guy is just the the he's 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 a little odd. 
but I love him to death for many, many reasons. I, and, and I think I think the can't stand me portion of the audience is is dwindling. I think I think I'm, I'm winning some people over. But everybody so, needs more carbon in their life, but, but not so, less. My point is this: whenever I pointed out quarterback doesn't look great, how the hell are they going to get to the quarterback on the other side of the football? Please tell me if you can what exactly the Bears are good at. The, the amount of heat that came at me was, yeah. like, significant. I'm like, okay, okay, we will try to underline the positive for training camp. That's but now you should be taking your victory lap. But, it, but, but not changing your – But they're doing they're, – they're, there's no victory lap. I well, want them to win. Not. It's better for me. It's better for the show. I, I would like to see the Bears win football games, which is, like, the whole thing. You're like, you think that I want them to lose? I do a show every day with Adam Hogue and Greg Braggs and Corey Wood. Like, we, it's better for us if they're good, please, and thank you. But my point is, this was going to start slow. There's 26 new players on the roster. There's 11 players left from when Ryan Poles got the team in shambles. And maybe the quarterback will make it. Maybe he won't. But the season isn't over. This is a building season. Seven wins, when, I, when we put that out there, we'd be like, there's no way. Seven wins, that'd be a four-win improvement, which would put them – at the top of the NFL at the end of the year and teams that got better. And that's still, in my mind, at least very much on the table. So, like, I just think you got to settle into where they are. At least what's, that's what I'm trying to do. And, okay, they, got, they, lost, they lost two games that could have been wins, but they weren't close in one, and no one expected them to win yesterday. By the way, and, they, I, and they had a chance to win. When I do this during the show today, it's not because of anything you're saying. It's because I literally do have a headache from going through this film and probably not sleeping okay, enough. So, 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 so let me, let's, let's talk no, about the film. I, I love so the, here's the thing. Yeah. What, what you're saying, I'm not taking it completely off the table. There's a lot of logic to the idea that this team, how they're currently constructed and where they were coming from last year, would start slow. It's not the record that concerns me. It's what's on the film that concerns me. Okay. And if I ever have more time, I will be happy or please somebody in Detroit do this for me. But show me the first few games of the Lions season last year. Was it this much of a mess? I don't know the answer to that question. I'd like to know. Maybe we should get somebody on from Detroit to help us this week. But they turned it around. They got better as the season went along. I'm not ruling that out. There are some good things on here that you can point to that you would love to point to and be like, quarterback that's a that's it that's quarterback that's good that's really good and then there's just so many other things from quarterback play to scheme to play calling that I think there's too much I think there's too much guessing going on guessing by who by everybody like you, you, you think that the offensive line doesn't know where they need to be. You think that, you think that the backs in the, the back. O- no, I, I mean more. Uh, by the way, the offensive line was actually, believe it or not, somewhat of a positive going through the tape. Um, I actually believe it. He held on to the I ball. I think too when long. I say guessing, it's like the coaching staff being like, I think we can pull this play off if this, this, and this happen. And then the quarterback's like, I think this guy's gonna come open and, and he doesn't now I don't know what to do like that's what I mean by guessing well hold on let me let me and then even what some of these wide receiver routes like I don't think they're gonna oh shit he actually threw me the ball right and I'm not in the right spot that was that that was feel felt like the one to Robert Tunyon yesterday and that might yeah that was just a miss though 
and right. This is a straight up miss. But again, guessing there's a little bit of the walk the offensive lineman getting back. Let's get through let's let's go through this in order because that was one of the plays I I wrote down. So um let's start with the first play of the game. We're starting with the first play of the game. Okay. Well, the first Bears play. The first offensive play. This is gonna be offense right here. Okay. okay. This is about the quarterback. This is about Luke Getzey. Adam Hogue went through the tape. We're going to the first play of the game. Okay. This was the deep ball to DJ Moore. Yes. Great start to the game. Phenomenal start. That was a run play at the beginning. You can see Fields check out of the run correctly. Single high safety, makes the correct check. The routes are run properly, looks at Mooney, not open, looks left to Moore, wide open, throws it, run after the catch. That is quarterback. I mean, that was great. Pre-snap, you can see it. He's reading what he's looking at. He checks. This is the signal. Everybody signals back. Everyone's good. We're out of the run or throwing the pass, and it's a great play. I mean, they could, they could not have started better. Um. Okay. <laughs> There's more. There's more. I know you got a ton of notes yeah, there, no, and it's probably all it, jumbled. Hold on. I guess so. Okay, that I did not. I you 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 talking about okay. it? I didn't realize that it was originally a run play. Go ahead. Second play. Uh huh. He throws what when we were doing the sh- the uh, watch along live. Basically throws it out of bounds towards Robert Tunyon, and I said I, that looked like um, I'm going to put this in only a spot where he can get it, or it's going to be incomplete out of bounds. I think that's what he did. Okay. The problem is, you go back and watch the all 22. There's an opportunity if you throw with anticipation, which just unfortunately Justin Fields does not do. Doesn't do has never done. DJ Moore Very rarely coming out of his break. If the ball's there, if and I hate to do this, but Tua throws that ball. And DJ turns around and catches it. Now, that's what part part of this, if you're Luke Getze, like, I just, if there's one part of Justin's game that I am, I'm not saying I'm out on Justin, but if there's one part of his game I am out on, it's that part. And I said this last week, too. I just don't think the anticipation throws. You might get one or two every game, but it, it's not going to be there consistently like it is for Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Right, so, and let's just rewind back. We are at training camp. The bright lights are not on. It's the dim at best lights of Hallis Hall. Yeah, but Braggs is there in the stands. That's so true. Extra pressure. Braggs was there, so let's. So that's why the lights were dim and not completely off because there was a dim Braggs light. But my point is that I literally would just turn to you like he never throws with anticipation. Never. You don't see. You would see DJ run out. He's about to cut out, and then he, he then he would make his cut, and then he'd be standing there wide open, and then Justin would throw it to him. Like, can, can we just see some evidence that you know exactly where your dudes are going to be? And I and I and, and we, I did see it like three times. It's just not his game. It's not what he did at Ohio State. He knew where he was going. He threw it to open dudes. This is so. That's it's it's a. Uh, we're, we're, we're climbing a steep hill to get there in the NFL with, with one premium receiver. Ain't going to be easy for him to get there. And that's what he's got. That's part of what he has to do. So play three. And you're going to get a theme here. It's literally everything that pops up. Play three. Now, by the way, this is their good drive. And like, I already have an issue. Love this drive. 
Great drive. Play three, zone read. It's just not there. The numbers aren't there. He gives it. It's going nowhere. He keeps it. He does a great job to get five. Um, I'm not. I don't have a problem with Justin's decision on this. I have a call. I. It's not a good call. It's, and it's early in the game. Maybe you just got out guess. Like obviously, your offense coordinator. Not every call is going to be good, but the linebacker plays it perfectly, surfs it. But this is how defenses are adjusting to what Justin can do. So he does actually well to get five yards on it. But the play never had a chance to go for a home run. Just wasn't happening. Um, play four, he hits DJ Moore again. That was awesome. For 31 yards. And it was a good throw while being hit. And I'm going to point this out again. Go watch it. 95% of the quarterbacks in the league get a roughing call on that. I mean, the the it wasn't necessarily like super late, but it was a high shove at his chest that like it was a violent and almost every other quarterback in the league gets a roughing call there. Protect the quarterback. Yeah. Even if the quarterback is still trying to figure out how to be a quarterback. Which is another thing I think we just got to come to accept. With Justin, he does, he's, it never has and he never will get those calls. Reasons? That's just for a different day. Um. <laughs> Bragg's in the stance. I just ordered $30 of Taco Bell. I'm spiraling. Seems like a standard Monday for him. Well, for being honest, that's been going on for about a month now. I mean, the, the man is, 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 is going back to the less appealing person that he was by the end of football season last year. No offense. <laughs> we love you, Braggs. By uh, the way, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about Greg Braggs in the morning meeting for three minutes. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. It was a that disaster. Was a trip. That was a trip. Uh, play six is a touchdown run, which, okay. I loved the touchdown Good run. Good call. Yeah. I loved the touchdown run. Oh, my God. You're in the red zone. This is your best player with the ball in his hands. You let him do it, and he sprinted out, and there it is. No problem. Can do it in his sleep. Walk into the end zone. And, Loved it. And credit to Getze. Calls a play for what his quarterback strengths are. You got DJ Moore, just in case, coming on the crosser across the field in case the they do play the run well and you need to throw it. Like, it's a well-designed play off the running game using your quarterback strengths with an option to throw the ball to your best wide receiver if necessary. Everything about that was good. So on this first drive, we have plenty of good and things that you're already starting to question, too, at the same time on what live looked like an easy, flawless drive. It was a great moment. So now we get to the second drive. Mm. You get a blocked field goal and the ball at the 50-yard line. Kevin Kadick put in his 10, no, 10 things. That was the moment. Right here, you got the football. You could, like, stamp yourself as a different team, a different organization. And what happened? Darnell Wright, who otherwise I think is actually uh, – actually, there's a lot to like about Darnell Wright so far. But he gives up a sack on this first play. Uh, zero yards at least, so it's a nothing play. Um, the next play comes the play I know that Carm wanted to fire into the sun. The uh, the end around jet oh. sweep to oh. Bayless Jones. Please never again. So I begeth. I begeth. Yeah. 
this is why we watch film, correcting myself from yesterday. For, it was obvious he couldn't get to the outside live. Um, I thought and wondered if maybe he cut it inside. I still think he could have cut it inside and salvaged one or two yards instead of taking a loss of three. Right. But you go back and you watch that. It was two on four. There was nothing about the oh, what I... the defense was showing that made you think it was going to work. And the only explanation is it was just sort of a fuck it call. Like, this is what we're running here regardless of what the defense is. What I don't understand with the motion, with the entire front side of the play going to the right on a run, you see the defensive back follow Valus Jones. I am not an offensive guru by any means, but what I don't understand is as soon as you see that DB follow Valus across the formation, it should be a handoff to the running back where you're running to where he's running away from. So either that's in the offense and the quarterback just completely missed it or it's not in the offense on that play. And either way, you can't be running a jet sweep where you have two blockers and four defenders. So, okay, that gets into a very interesting, more global, and then ultimately losing the football game epidemic. Because is that not on the quarterback, Adam Hogue? Does he not? I don't know. It might not be in the offense. No, but I, I, I think uh, that. Do bull. Do something different. But they, you can't audible if they don't let you. And They say that they do let uh, him. Yeah, but not on every play. Although, How about on the plays that are completely screwed? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> this play was completely screwed. I, I mean. I, I get it. I just, to me, it's. I find it hard to believe that Justin just missed the one guy in motion who's clearly declaring he's in man coverage on Bayless Jones. I just don't think it was built into that play. It couldn't have been. I'm trying to give Justin the benefit of the doubt on this one. I, I There's understand. no way a quarterback well, in the NFL misses that. Well, the, the reason why I'm, I'm jumping on this is because the screen pass that ended the day picked off at your four-yard line, walked into the end zone, You've got Tampa Bay Buccaneer players, Levante David specifically, saying we knew exactly what they were running. So Justin's got to know that some of the plays that are coming in have no chance. But this is why I brought up the play at the beginning. And I got another one coming up here. Yeah. He made good checks at the line of scrimmage at times yesterday. Okay. I f I, this is bad. This is, to me, this is a bad play design. No chance. Circled in red. No. Let me, let me change this. No fucking chance. <laughs> Circled in red. This is, this is uh, terrible. All right. Next one I have on here. It's third and nine. Screen. Now, at least they're trying to get the ball in DJ Moore's hands on this one. It's a screen to DJ Moore. Again, though, watch the flow of the defense. This didn't just happen in the fourth quarter on the pick six. They all know what's happening. The entire defense shifts to that side. It's got no chance. It's 
you're trying to get your offensive linemen on those blockers, but they're over there so fast that the offensive linemen are out of the play. It is two on three. There's three guys, and by the way, Roshan Johnson does a terrible job blocking. Roshan's having a great start to the season and positive, I think we'll end up positive when I'm done grading this film. But on this play, he just whiffs on the block. But it didn't matter. It was two on three. The other guy's coming from the outside to make the play anyway. It was a bad call, and again, no chance so let me ask you a question pause for just one second and duke i see you super chatting and it warms my heart that you're back and you haven't left us and isaac we see you and kenny b and we'll get to you in a second there's a lot of thoughts to get out here okay hogue there is this conversation that is making its way around that luke getsy should go back and do what he did Week 7 to 10 last year when the Bears scored 30 points every night, 134 specifically in four games. All right? They didn't win any of them. That was 124. 124, excuse me. 124, my bad. 30 times. Right. 124. All right? Just do that again. As if the rest of the NFL didn't pay attention to what the Bears were doing, adjusted to it, and then it stopped working. Like, the Bears just stopped doing it at the end of last year, and they stopped doing it to start this season. And they just said, you know what? We're going away from that because it's too dangerous for Justin, and we don't want to run him into the ground. We want him to learn to play in the pocket so he can be the best quarterback that he can be. And I don't care if we win football games. I personally don't think that is what is going on. I think the NFL adjusted to him, and... They couldn't, they went from scoring 30 a night to scoring 16 a night, and now he's in the wilderness again. Yeah. And there is, and which is the title of the show today, like there is no actual button that he can push and go back to, let's just do that and let's run RPOs and let him play like whoever you want, you want to name um, Lamar Jackson, dial up Greg Roman, maybe give him a call and say, how the hell did you do it over there? Do, do you think that there is, that Getsy is sitting on an option that he can just turn, or is it more what you're saying here, bad play call, bad play call? I, I do think there are things that they can do. I think I said this on the postgame show yesterday, and I still think it uh, after watching the film. I think that they've made him too robotic. Justin, there's been a lot of talk today about the footwork. I want to save that for tomorrow when we're going to have uh, um, Tim Jenkins on the on the show. Yeah. Um but Fields was the one that there's a, a clip that was going around last week that was from last year where he was like, this isn't really the best for me, but I'm doing it anyway. Right. Right. So Said that multiple times. Yeah. Um, and at some point you got to let guys be comfortable doing what they're comfortable at. Like this is a weird analogy, but I like to wake surf in the summer and I always wake surf with my left foot forward and not goofy style the other way because that's what's comfortable to me. And it would be very awkward if I tried to do the opposite footwork. And so other people, and I follow They many, call that going goofy foot, by the way. Yes. The and when I watch a lot of these videos uh, that are pop up on my uh, Instagram feed because I have like a, a you know, the, the, what do you call that? Algorithm. Thing? The algorithms keep yeah. showing me more surfing videos. A lot of them are doing it the other way. But that's not for me. 
Just because Aaron Rodgers did it with the left foot forward doesn't mean that's for, for Justin Fields. So I think that's a whole separate conversation for a different day. But okay. to your point about teams adjusting, uh, speaking of the Packers, one of my jerk Packer friends uh, sent this yesterday in our group text. According to True Media, the Bears have attempted an NFL low six passes between 10 and 19 yards downfield and have completed zero of them. They're the only team in the league with zero passing yards at that level of the field. And it didn't take me too long to even think about this, but I'm pretty sure Fields was three of four on passes over 20 yards yesterday. So why, is, why do they have zero passing yards between 10 and 19? Because that's where the defense is sitting. They're sitting in zones, intermediate zones, because of his running ability, because they know that that's his weakness throwing, and to me, it would seem dumb to actually throw it in that area. So that might be the only smart thing they're doing right now. It, it, they're trying to take what the defense is getting, giving them. To, so to your point, like, yes, teams have adjusted. Um, I still think there's some things you can do, like let him run more. And again, I'm going to say this. Where the hell is the outside zone? Which is uh, we're about to get to here. Okay, so, all right. You th- didn't. All right, I'm with you. Let him run more. Let and, and the whole footwork thing, which they changed up on him. Hey, man, sit down with them today, Justin. Honestly, we want you to play, however you want to play. As far as just that was all about timing. The timing sucks right now. There's nothing about the timing that's good. Everything, everything's too slow. They're not on the same page with the wide receivers. You gotta ditch this. And that's tough to do in season, but you got to – you. It, so you literally think that the best move for the Bears right now, two games in, is to, is to have Getsy have like a come to Jesus with Justin. Like, yo, look, period. We want to do whatever we can possibly do to make you as comfortable as you can possibly be so you can have as much success as you can possibly have and we can win some football games. Well, forget, of, forget everything we've done to this point in the last, I, I don't know, dude, eight this, months – this is this is a crucial times right now. I understand, and but it, I mean, we got we got already. We're getting Tyson Bajent calls, okay? Like, yeah, the, because he looked amazing. What what, what did <laughs> Joe Quinville call it when uh, the nuclear option? When it was like Kane and Taves on the same line, or was that with Hosa too? Yeah, Kane, yeah. yeah, sure. It was like you just throw them all on the same line, like, yeah. like yeah, might get in the nuclear option, which is like. Dude, just do what you feel comfortable with. Great. And let's see what the results are and you live with them. But that that's like the most head-scratching thing ever. Why wouldn't you have already have sat down with them like, dude, what 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 works? How we how do we make they it? think their way works? But that's so naggy. That was so unbelievably mad naggy, which drove me crazy. You think you've got a good some podcast genius. name. You that's got some so genius. Naggy. Well, by the way, I'm going on Kansas City Radio later in the week with my with Bob Fesco and Josh Klingler. I was talking to I was talking to them today. Yeah. They love Matt Nagy down there. Not not necessarily the fans or whatever. But he's telling me, Matt, when Andy Reid's done, Nagy's gonna be the head coach. Yeah. He's going to be the head coach. He is of, going to be the head he's coach. Going to be the I said that in the offseason. He's going to be he's going to be in control of Patrick Mahomes. When, pe- when people ask me they think if I think Matt Nagy's ever going to be a head coach again, I say yes. Brett Veach loves Matt Nagy. He's going to make him the head coach. He's going to be the head coach of the Chiefs. I, I was like you're kidding. He's going to win a Super Bowl. No, like no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no well, no, he already won a Super Bowl. N- no, no, I'm not kidding. They are see, Nagy, you're going back to Kansas City. You still better come on this podcast. 
You're actually an official guest. All right, let me chat. get through the rest of these plays real okay, quick. Please uh, do. We got a lot more to get through in the show. Take your time. A lot of uh, supers too. Yeah, I know. Um, so I mentioned the third and nine screen. The next one. So we had Bragg sitting here going, run the I formation, run the I formation. Well, Getzy yeah. actually listened to him because they go I formation against nine in the box with nine blockers, which means you're going one on one. Yes, it sounds like, okay, you should have it blocked up. You got nine on nine, but you're expecting all nine of your guys to make their block? The Where's Bears. the check out of that? Right. So once again, was that a play where there was no check? Or did Justin just not check out of nine in the box? That's a possibility there where he actually missed that check because you get to the next one on my list, the Roshan Johnson long run. Hello, outside zone. The, the running game they're supposed to be running. Right. It works to perfection, and he checked before the play, which means I think they had a pass as play one. Sort of guessing here as always, but you see it. Same thing. He's checking with the hand signals. I think he checked to a run correctly. They blocked it up. Great block by Kari Blasting game. Use your fullback. We saw it all last year. Kari Blasting game's on the field, outside zone, successful run plays. How many plays did Kari Blasting game play yesterday? Three. I think the number's five. I think the number's five. We could double check that. I think the number's five. So not enough. You just made me long for my childhood for just a second because, <laughs> you know, who's the, who's the best Bears quarterback of all time? I didn't see Sid Luckman play. I saw the rest of them. Jim McMahon, for me, is number one because Jim McMahon knew what the hell he was looking at. He audible all the time. He, made, he, he just had the balls to do what was right in front of him. Then he got hurt and whatever, the shoulder fell off. But, <laughs> like, that was a winning player. We need winning players, man. I, and I think that I, I just I would love to see like did you see Desmond Ritter's post game press conference yesterday Desmond Ritter the Atlanta Falcons quarterback I'm trying to get through this film but you went Jim McMahon to Desmond Ritter my head's spinning well I just you're talking about audibling and doing Desmond Ritter's horrible Desmond did they come back they came back and beat the Packers yesterday and he threw some key 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 balls in clutch moments good for them I think they're two and all they're well coached Justin Fields down in his hometown Atlanta with that running scheme with Arthur Smith, that might be better. Okay, I just, to what you're talking about with I formation 9 on 9, I just would love to see a quarter. I just would love to see Justin take the bull by the horns and be bold. I'd love to, I feel like part of this whole transformation. What are you trying to say, though? What do you want him to do? I want him to, 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 Whatever he's seeing, I want him to trust it and the hell with whatever the play call is and and, yeah, and, and, I, and, and, and and do what he thinks is best for the Bears to win. That's what, I, that's what I'm asking for. The next play, right after that long run, outside zone, you can see it on film. They run it again out of a different formation. That's good ball. That's good. It worked. Line up differently, but run the same thing. Right tackle jumps off sides. Yeah, okay. So, I, I, you, you, so the theme here is it's literally everything. They cannot get 11 guys and the play caller all on the same page at once, except for when they do, and then it actually they move the ball. So if like you're looking for glimpses of hope, there's explosive plays here when they actually all line up, call a good play, execute the pre-snap check, everybody blocks, there's just not enough enough of it. Um, the next play was a good ball to Cole Komet on the sideline. 
great ball, actually. Boot on the run, right on the sideline, in Cole Komet's hands. He doesn't pull it in close enough to him. Knocks out. Great play. I said it on the sh- when we were live. Good offense, better defense. So you're just entered Flusland for the record. They're getting closer. He sees improvement. You're seeing improvement. But there is until there. The, 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 we, the, the, no, because no, it's, it's too jumbled. It's it's so you because the the okay. goods might be better, but the bads are worse. <laughs> it's bad math. It's like going like this. One step forward, three steps back. Uh, Paul uh, Abdul, anybody? And then did you see the one, the sack he took when Roshan Johnson's going up the seam for a touchdown? I don't remember that play, thankfully, but I can't wait to go back after the show and rewatch it and just have so much fun. <laughs> he, he, he has, and this is the second play, because the other one I tweeted about this morning. Um, what was the other one? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, Yes, so the first sack, no, the second sack. Shout out to the chat for just jumping on Paul Abdul and opposites of track. Keep going. Second sack of the game, Justin Fields has 4.63 seconds. A great video of me this morning would have been my wife barging into my office while I literally have a stopwatch. <laughs> You're such a loser. I, I know, love you. I You're know. the best. It's pathetic. Can, can you imagine, but Lawrence? Dude's sitting there with stopwatch yeah. in office with his glasses yeah. on at 6 a.m. He's so adorable. It gets worse because <laughs> remember the story of you doing the show on the train by yourself? Yeah. Well, now yeah. imagine me on the train with a stopwatch, <laughs> a red pen train, and a green pen. Did you go train stopwatch? Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Train stopwatch. That's It's in my bag over there. I should have brought it over. I should have it around oh. my neck right now. By the way, it's a curling stopwatch. That makes nice. me so happy. Specifically made for that curling. That makes me so happy. I'm so yeah. I'm very proud of you. Um anyway, he had 4.63 seconds to throw the ball. Has DJ Moore in the middle of the field. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, that, that might be And a, he never looked at him there, and then he just takes a sack. There might be a chance he doesn't see the field well. And then the this one is an outside chance. So that's the second sack. Sack. The other one is got again over four point five seconds. Roshan Johnson wide open down the seam for what would have been a touchdown, and he takes a sack. So when I say the good is getting better and the bad is getting worse, that it's so it just cannot happen, dude. You're in the NFL. Okay, can, can I try to make a... I got it. Can I try to make a slightly nuanced point? Yeah. To what you just said? I don't think the Bears should play Tyson Bajan right now. I don't think they should play him for a while. Like, I don't know, week 10. If things could keep going this way, then we can talk about it. But if I had to bet right now, who's a better quarterback between the two? I'm putting my money on Bajan. I'm just, I don't think they should make oh I think gosh. they should do everything they can to unlock fields and, and I'm I think you mo- should clarify your statement a better passer or overall quarterback a better quarterback okay I could see be wrong. this is where though we we, we, I, we can't do we, nuance is it is, no 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 is no, that no, nuance no. though I don't it know. is nuance I don't think they should do anything with Justin other than try to unlock Justin you are pot committed you better figure it out and maybe and 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 anybody out there who just said what I said should be should be never find out because you figured it out 
But, but if I had to bet right now as to what's going to happen with, with how they're going about it. Look, based on what the, the amount of red ink that's on this notepad right now and blue and a little green, I don't even know what the blue means. Um, I'm not ruling out what you're saying. Okay? okay, I'm not ruling out what you're saying. What's frustrating, though, and I think where Bears fans are this morning, is you turn on the Sunday night game last night. And Mike McDaniel's having all the success in the world with Tua Tungo-Vailoa. And that's not the only example you can look at. But it's every week. It's every night. It's You turn on a different game, and there's a coach sitting there, and you didn't even interview Mike McDaniel. Didn't even interview him. And I don't want to hear, neither did any other team besides the Dolphins. One of the teams did, and they hired him. And the Dolphins... Maybe overreaction week two. Would it shock you if the Dolphins are in the Super Bowl based on what you've seen so far? Yeah. I don't yes, know. it I don't, would. But, I, don't, but I'm, I don't trust Tua to stay healthy. That's okay. That, and that's fair. And I would agree with that. And but Tua, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the coach. And, and True. Tua, You're Tua. telling me Mike McDaniel wouldn't get more out of Justin Fields right now? And that's my point. That's my point. I – okay, should, we're, we're going to play with – Stephen A. had to say at some point about it, which is exactly what you're saying, basically. Uh, do I think that, to answer your question, do I think that, that Justin Fields is being coached well? Absolutely not. A hundred percent no. The only thing they've done for him is like, finally, for four games, go ahead and run. Show us how ridiculous you are. And he did. And you would think they would have built off of that. And instead, I, it's unbelievable how lost he looks at times. Like, that just, for a guy who shows up to the facility at 4 a.m. and leaves at 11 at night and is as physically gifted as he is and wants it as bad as he did. And by the way, when, and I understand he had a lot of great players around him, but when 27-2 and two in college and was playing in national championship games, the whole thing, Final Four, the, what they have done, and I said this yesterday, is criminal. But I just feel like, it's going to be awful hard for them to get out of it now. I don't trust them to find their pathway through. And to the fields part of it, if you can't read the field and see what's happening. But there's other plays where he does. That's what's so frustrating about this. It's like I've highlighted the good plays where he pre-snap, reads everything, goes through his progressions, hits the wide open guy, and then there's just the the the, the next play where – He's got a wide open guy going down the seam for a touchdown and he takes a sack. Right. Well, it's to your point a second ago. Like, so I'm saying, so you see, you're optimistic. You've seen progress. You're floos. And like, no, there's too many problems. So he does it sometimes. I mean, look, I got a couple of questions right on my science test, but I got a 44. You know, Mrs. Carpet, fourth grade, was calling my parents. Why is this kid such an idiot? All right, we gotta we gotta thank our sponsors. I could literally, I think I could actually do a four hour show today on this yeah, game, which I, would kill Lawrence. Well, yeah, I our gotta, producer. Gotta it would not. He would not allow that to happen. He would just turn the show off what time about is it? ninety yeah. minutes in. Uh, we're thirty nine wow. minutes into the show, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good job, Hogue. Yeah. Um. So anyway, do us a favor and go check out Ray. We love Ray. If you're market in a market in the market for a new or used vehicle then we have great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has joined the CHGO team. Ray, 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 Ray. 
and they have this thing called the, the Ray Price Promise, which is a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership. because they got all these qualifiers. They ask you questions like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? Can you read the field when you're in the back? No, that's not one of the questions. Most cases, the answers will be no. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that's not how they do it. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. That's what happened in my case. And as one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. Say big at Ray Chevy because they have uh, now over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through the end of the month, through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for zero percent financing make zero payments until 2024 plus put no money down and best of all pay zero hidden fees with the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet in fox lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963 find new roads ray i'm coming to see you not not like tomorrow but sometime soon and i heard you talk to ray i talked to ray there was a there was, there was a big talk when i was I, over there last I'm, week i'm fired up to go see ray at some point here although i am kind of emotionally attached to my 2014 Accord that's got 7,000 dents and I just feel so comfortable he's ramming into people on the streets of Chicago it's the easiest way to park it's so good uh, alright hey game time tickets we love you download the game time app if you want to you know go see the Cubs collapse this week they are uh, seats available <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 8 bucks get Yeesh. you into Wrigley for huge games as uh Man, that was a rough weekend for the old baseball team on the north side. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is fast, and it's easy, and it hooks you up for your baseball, your football, all your sports, music, comedy. You want to go to the Chicago Theater? I've got it done with game time. Killer last-minute deal, uh, deals. And if you find a better price on another secondary market app, like a StubHub per se, Game time will give you not only those tickets for that price, they'll give you 110% on it, which is unbelievable. So, listen, you're always going to get the best price at game time. Make it happen. Uh, take, the, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code CHGO. You get $20 off your first purchase. So, Cubs, Pirates this week, basically free. You're in for like 8 bucks. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Uh, by the way, Nicholas Moriano is at house. All right now, Matt Eberflus press conference as. Uh, Has he said anything interesting? Well, there's a tweet I'm reading here from CHGO Bears. You should follow that account at CHGO. <laughs> Underscore Bears, and it says Matt Eberflus said on the pick six that the pre-snap diagnosis is what they wanted. I couldn't believe that. He said the same. He he was he was on with with Cap and Jay Hood this morning, and he said the same thing. I'm like, really? That's what you wanted? Are you who are you protecting exactly? You're protecting Luke. So he's saying that the quarterback messed up. I don't think so though, because who's he saying? The pre-snap is different than post-snap, and post-snap, everybody on the damn field's reading that you're doing a screen. So I think it goes back to. 
just the fact that you're too predictable. And they called a screen the play before. Yeah, I know. I that is a. Uh, I mean, you. Can I be- hate to say it, but if that's, I want to hear the direct quote. But that's that is Mark Tressman esque. Where I'm sitting there on a Monday presser, going, "Wait a minute, you're still defending the fact that you just kicked on second down." Obviously, that was the wrong play call. We called too many screens. We put Justin in a bad position, say and, that. It, and it cost us the game. Take some ownership. Ideally, when we do make a bad play call, we're not going to be perfect all the time. Justin's got to throw that away, but that was not the right call. We'll work. We need to be better, too. Done. So this is an interesting thing to me, too, because Ryan Poles is good at saying things as honestly as he can. Matt Eberflus is the exact opposite. And I do wonder how much that bothers Poles. Because it just puts it all on poles to be able to handle all the all the Eberflus just makes a bigger pile for poles to handle. If I was poles, I'd like a head coach who could do these things. Outside of everything else, only sixteen more weeks to go, and no one's getting fired. By the way, so we just relax for those who are screaming for that, including the guy that was sitting on the show yesterday. Love you, Braggsy. I hope he's okay. Bragg's after dark tonight, by the way. I'm watching. I, mean, I, 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 mean, I, I don't I, know if there's m- something that's more must-watch in this town this entire day than that show tonight. This show might last until then, by the way. I, it might. We he, might lead right is, into it. Does he produce his own show? Because he, could he literally go all night if he uh, wanted to? I don't know the answer to that today. He can. He can. I think he should. He's I think talented. he literally should just start talking and not stop. Okay. That actually... Yeah. Yeah, that one comment that broke Hogue. I, I, I actually am broken right now. That, you are not broke. Can we listen to Can we get... Yeah, s- I want to hear that. We, okay, here we go. Here, so Stephen A. on the big national platform today, mm. he attempted to surmise what's going on with the Bears and Justin Fields and the offense. Do we have stuff to make an old-fashioned here? I know it's only uh, we definitely 12, have Hendricks twelve thirty, uh, but Jen, so. I don't know if that can make it. Why didn't you Monday. bring in our guy who who uh, with the who hooked us up with the? I almost opened that last night in his honor. <laughs> Big cram, our guy. You know what I did yesterday? I ordered a. He already gave me permission to open it. So permission to open it. He gave us. He gave you the bottle. Well, well, I know. Oh, you're talking about the guy with the Angels Envy. And yes. Yes. Yeah, that's been open. That's oh, half gone. <laughs> okay. Big Cram's the one that gave us the, the Blantons, and it was oh. supposed to be for when they win the division. Oh, okay. Big I cram. think we can rule that out. I love you, Big no, Cram. No, they're only one game back, by the way. They do. But he gave me permission to open it last week when they beat the Packers, which they didn't do. And then so I was going to open it this week when they beat the Bucks, which they didn't do. So now I'm just going to open it because I want to open it. You should open it. Yeah. All right, so this was Stephen A., I, I think we all should just, you know, see what see what uh, the king of this format had to say about the Bears. Now, I know it's real popular to look at Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you what I see in Justin Fields. I see somebody that's not being developed. 
I see somebody that's not growing, and more importantly, I see apathy kicking in, if not despondency. He knows what kind of situation he's in. He doesn't want to be there, and I don't blame him one bit. That's how I feel. I don't know that. I haven't heard that, but I'm surmising that he does not want to be there. It is a bad, bad situation from the top on down. He has no help whatsoever. I know they got DJ, DJ Moore, Moore in the offseason. He's supposed to be a primary weapon, but Clay guess what? Has been but a guess what? Disappointment. Claypool has been a major disappointment, validating, and I'm, and I'm a fan of Claypool because he was a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I didn't like the fact that the Steelers got rid of him, but Claypool, that with, with, all due, with all due respect, Mr. Chase Claypool, you are now, and I'm talking not only to a Hall of Famer, but I'm talking to a dude that's a Super Bowl champion for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're now looking like, we, we see why the Steelers got rid of you, okay? So it's not looking good. You better turn it around. I'm telling you that right now. But in the end, guys, I'm going to just close by saying this. I can't look at Justin Fields with that talent and say that's him. Mm-hmm. That's not him. Right. If this brother was in another organization, he wouldn't look like this. This is an indictment against the Chicago Bears organization. And the evidence is... Agree? Disagree? Thoughts? I think about 95% of that's accurate. Now, personally, I think it's a little reckless to go on national television and surmise that he doesn't want to be there without any when actually telling you that so that's the five percent where it's justin fields literally sitting there right now being like i want to be somewhere else i don't think so does justin fields ever have thoughts about if i had been drafted somewhere else am i in a different position here in year three i would assume so How, how could you not that's human nature wasn't there right when he got picked wasn't he not thrilled about it? Wasn't there that? Yeah, t- but also yeah, I think that's we, the weird COVID thing. It, we've gotten to learn there. Justin Fields' personality. I he doesn't seem like the type of guy that was going to jump up and down and be. It, it wasn't a great look. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, Chicago. But I I've never criticized him for that. I'm never going to. But do, don't you agree? Like, I listen. Do, if you, you don't, he lays know. in bed last night going, man. You know, I mean, he he said literally one second after that. I don't know this. It's just my opinion that he doesn't want to be there. And you just said, logically, it would make sense that he's at least having some thoughts about everybody thinks the grass is greener elsewhere. Yeah. So that, that, that would, uh, that's natural. Where I think he's just maybe a little over-defensive for Justin, and he kind of put himself in the corner at least a little bit with his opinion, he said he was a huge fan of Chase Claypool. He didn't like the Claypool trade. Everybody else in Pittsburgh loved the Claypool trade the second it was made. He, somehow Stephen A. didn't know that Claypool was a disaster. It took him seeing him in Chicago to finally figure it out. So that part of like, oh, so you didn't know what you were talking about Claypool, and now you're sitting here telling us that it's complete malpractice with Justin. But in general, I believe when, I believe I, I, I agree with him because – I don't really think you could do much worse than what they've done to this point. It'd be be pretty damn hard to do worse than what the Bears have done. I've always been a if you're good, you're good guy. But there's too much talent here in Justin Fields not to think he would at least be having more success if he was somewhere else. Would he be throwing with anticipation? Would he be... you know, making decisions like Patrick Mahomes? No, I don't. I, I think that that is sort of 
universe, universal, you either have that or you don't. But I definitely believe there are different coaching staffs, different teams that could be getting more out of the talents that he has now. We've seen the Bears do it last year for a four-week stretch. Right. Uh, you just can't tell me that this is... So, but that, that, that's the thing. The floor should be higher than this. That's one way to look at it. The floor should be way higher than what it's become. So, okay, different question. Sorry for the right turn here. You've been doing this for how long now? Uh, this is my 13th season covering this 13th season. All right. My, uh, 37th All right. year of existence watching Bears okay. football. I mean, I, I, I was probably first credentialed long. Well, I know I was first credentialed way longer back than that. I did seven years of post game on WGN with Hampton OB before coming here. I, so I, I have my own corner of, of watching this franchise. I have never seen the, the fan base flip to this level. You had so many people back in the quarterback. And oh, now, 10 days ago, you couldn't say a bad thing about you, Justin. And now, like, I've, I have never yeah. seen this. I, it, it, I'm trying wow. to understand, like, how this has happened. Like, I get it. It was a really emotional loss to the Packers, and you thought that Rodgers was gone, and this was going to change, and we were in a different place, and then it didn't happen, and it just hit you in the, it, it, it hit you in the face in a way that you weren't expecting. But it's also, like, just piled onto the quarterback. I mean, people are just like, I mean, just screaming from the toppest, highest mountains right now that he sucks. And I'm like, what, what just, what has happened in literally two games? I, it, it's, it's amazing to me. But you got to admit, it doesn't look good. But it hasn't looked like I, it, it, it looked good for just such a brief moment in time. <laughs> I don't, I don't. All right, we got a lot of Super Chats to get to. There is a little bit of good news, though. Uh, Darnell Mooney spoke, speaking to the media, um, which he would not be doing if that knee injury was severe, uh, and he said he had some type of knot on his knee. Uh, Nicholas Moriano uh, with that information from House Hall right now. I'm assuming now. there's no update on Eddie. Uh, I did not see any type of update on Eddie, but we will catch you up on everything from the pressers here, um, and I want to get to a lot of these Super Chats. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. There's a lot to get to in this show, um, but... And there, I stress this, uh, there, could, there is not enough Goose Island in that fridge over there to get me through this day. Uh, CHO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. Oktoberfest, good one right now. Beer hug, got a lot of beer hug in there. The beer hug family, because now they got different ones. 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pills, uh, and you can grab these and many, many other Goose Island beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And if you're looking to upgrade your TV watching, you want to go to Fubo TV. F-U-B-O gets it done. What did you say to me? Yeah, (laughs) F-U-B-O. Okay. Fubo. I probably won't do that again. 140 <laughs> live channels of sports, shows, movies, news. Stream live the, to uh, your TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. You want to see the Northwestern Wildcats shock the Minnesota Golden Gophers this coming Saturday night at Ryan Field. Damn it. You can do it on Fubo TV, along with your Bears and the Chiefs and the NFL Network and the Red Zone and the Ryder Cup and everything else. No contract, no cable, no hassles. 
seven-day free trial. You can see if you like it. I mean, seriously, start watching immediately. Let's get it done here. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash CHGO. Sign up for 50% off, 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, I'm going to read this tweet as calmly as I can. I'm breathing. And Let's not, go. Not try to freak out. From at CHGO underscore Bears, Nick reporting this from Hal's Hall. Matt Eberflew said the wide receiver spacing was off, and that was the reason that Justin Fields had a hesitation and didn't throw the ball downfield on the play that looked like Roshan Johnson was open down the middle on the seam route. You need to break that one down for me. That is above my pay grade. Essentially, he's saying that the receivers saying, ran the wrong route. No. What is he saying? I, I, well, first of all, it's pretty obvious from watching the play that Roshan was not the first or probably even second read. He comes wide open, and if he had any pressure, there wouldn't have been enough time to throw the ball to him or see him. But again, this is a play where he had like four and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying here is that there's some wide receiver spacing that was a problem and that's why he didn't trust the throw to Roshan or didn't see it come open because he was probably hung up trying to figure out what the hell was going on over here when this guy's going wide open up here okay so he looked at the car accident on the right side so he didn't see what was going on the left side that's what he's saying basically I'm sorry man I do not care the dude is wide open you have great protection you have to throw that ball and this is the problem, though, because what he's saying here to translate is Justin, don't even, this is not even Justin, ex-Bears quarterback needs everything to be perfect to be able to make the play in an organization that nothing's ever perfect. This is the endless cycle we're stuck in. Do you, At okay. some point someone just needs to take ownership and be like i fucked that up the guy was wide open do you want him to say gotta have that one gotta have it he could say the wide receiver spacing wasn't our spacing wasn't great there but roshan was open and justin's gonna make that throw ideally we see it we throw it especially and by the way the offensive line great job on that play there's definitely cannot take a sack there and Justin knows that, and we'll work on it. You know what I always like to go back to when these conversations come up? Remember, you probably get exhausted by me bringing this up for maybe the seventh time to you, but remember the 1.8 when Scotty didn't want to go in and, and Phil left him off the floor, and then they yeah. went to the postgame show, and they asked him what happened, or they went to the press conference afterwards, Phil, what happened? Scotty asked out of the play. We left him off the floor. Done. He didn't cover for him. That was it. Yeah. Scotty asked out of the play. We left him off the floor. And, and then Pippen, and they all went to Pippen, and he had to an answer for it. Pretty much, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's all you got to do, Matt. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Rocha was open. He should have thrown it to him. Joe Madden was pretty good at that stuff, too, although he didn't, wasn't perfect. He covered a little bit too much. But it, you just give a direct answer. These are grown men. This ain't. Flus, where he's driving me the most nuts is he just, the way he talks about this, it's like he's talking about a flag football team or a high school team or something that's not in the NFL. It just, it, it's, let's, let's treat 
the responsibility that you have to communicate to the media and your fans with like some level of respect and not just some weird I got to protect everybody thing I, I I don't I understand that's not exactly huge for them winning games but it, it does it I'll guarantee you when he gets up in front of the team and communicates and does his whole talk about his philosophy and this and that there is a significant tune out going on over there well it's just it, it's you think they respect this guy i mean i, I don't know I, I don't know i don't know it's i'm not in there i don't know but there's just a level of exasperation i think that like this fan base just has right now with this just like and the hope was that justin fields was gonna be different it looked different Danny Parkins is doing a QB1 party last year in the middle of the season. I was going to text Parko yesterday and be like, when are you going to call it? (laughs) But I I decided not to. But it's not just that. Like, JT O'Sullivan is on Hogan Johns last year saying, you have your quarterback. It's done. This season has been a success. What happened? That's why, that's why the level, to get back to your question from like 10 minutes ago, that's why the level of freak out is here. Because so many people believed. Yeah. And this just looks worse. This looks worse than last year. Answer me this, Batman. And I asked you this yesterday. I'm going to ask you again. Justin got up there yesterday and did his best to move forward and say, we're getting closer. We did some good things. We're not just going to throw in the towel. We're going to work harder and get our way through it. Do you trust that his work ethic and belief is going to make it through this? Because, I mean, these, this level of on him is about tenfold than what it's already been, and, and it already was a lot. Uh, I mean, this is – well, we're I, getting I, a, I, a, I think a, my a, biggest a, point of going through everything I went through in the first 30 minutes of the show was that – Part of what sucks about this is there's not one common theme. There's not... If I'm looking at this as a coach, I'm not exactly sure what to correct. Because I got this one play where he reads everything great, pre-snap, post-snap, drives the ball to the best wide receiver on the field, and it's great. And then I got this other play where... He literally had two plays, actually, where he literally has over four and a half seconds to throw the ball. And guy's wide open, and I don't know what he's doing back there, like right. getting some shoe polish off to, like, clean the ball, pulls out a sandwich, eats it, never throws the ball, then gets sacked. Pats it, hangs out, <laughs> thinks, <laughs> thinks about Uno the dog. <laughs> I, 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 I... And then there's plenty of other plays like I brought up where I'll tell you the, where the play call is just bad. And then there's other plays where I thought the offense line played well for most of the game, and then they just they got to commit a penalty because like we got to hit your penalty quota for a game. Got to have got to have the holding call. Got to have the uh, completely beat off the line play. Got to have the false start when you probably were running outside zone for the second play in a row for at least ten yards. Got to have a false start there. Right. Details. You know what sucks, too? Justin is just a very likable dude. He's like just very easy to root for. I am rooting for him. I will continue to root for him. 
And I just got thinking back to like going to training camp. You know how many Justin Fields jerseys were there? Like nine out of ten were a Fields jersey. Of course, Kevin was putting out his newsletter today that he's glad that he didn't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I had one to add on. My son was wearing his Justin Fields jersey when I got home last night. There it is. Yeah. You know, we got to hook up James with uh, some sunglasses to just put that on with that with that look. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered. You like that? That was nice. For the warm weather ahead. It's going to be beautiful good. this week, by the way. 80s all week long. Thank you to all our fine weather people who let me know that. Premium polarized shades, shades Adam Hogue, at an affordable price. A Shady Rays has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Uh, and if you don't like the Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or just return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. They've always got your back. Exclusive for you, you CHGO listener, you. We love you. Shady Rays is giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, a lot of super chats to get to. We should definitely dive into these. Appreciate everybody being patient um, as we got through everything we needed to get through. The Duke... Good to see you, Duke. I, you know, I couldn't sleep last night because I was really worried he was actually gone. But he's here. Uh, 1999 Super Chat. I couldn't stay away. Getsy needs to be relieved of duty. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't other issues, but that's the one that makes the most sense to try at this point. Should have already happened this morning. You know, um, people were terrified that that dude was going to go be a head coach somewhere. In fact, somebody that sits on the show was terrified of that. Yep. I love you, not Greg. Cur- yeah, not currently sitting on the show. Uh, 1999, you know what else is stupid to call when the defense is sitting in zone in the intermediate? Screens. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't trust him to read the field. And it's like, yeah, uh, another let one. him fail, man. Let him fail. Well, it's like. What? That's happening. <laughs> Twenty dollars. Well, let him fail in a in a way where you could actually yeah, fail down the field for God's yeah. sakes. People oh, who we... are saying that Getsy isn't the problem might be on an entirely different IQ scale. The defense knows what he's gonna run. It's for sure time to strongly doubt fields, but it's time to fire Getsy. Thanks, Duke. There's the Duke coming through. We are so glad you're still here, Duke. Uh after threatening to leave the show yesterday. Not leave the show, but just leave the Bears yeah. in, in general. Uh, Isaac, uh, $20 Super Chat. I'm getting bad Fox Dowell Loggins vibes from this team. Soft-spoken head coach that is too calm and conservative and an OC who has lost calling his offense, which didn't work and uses every excuse to explain the ineptitude. Isaac, we can't compare Matt Eberflus, who, if nothing else, cares a ton, versus John Fox, who is collecting money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's a big difference. Trust me. Yeah. Fox is like, I'm retired. Oh, well, you want to give us, me a four-year deal for $16 million? I'll just hang out? Great. Uh, that, that was, a fun that was your Fox? That was my Fox. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. <gasps> that guy. It's all a problem. All right. But they did, but it, to the Bears' credit at that point, they tried to hire an established head coach. 
I liked the hire at the time. Another $20 super chat. Whoops. Hey, John Fox brought Vic Fangio here. That alone was a win. Bring it might have taken them three years to realize that they made a great hire and that it wasn't John Fox, but... Vic Fangio's available. No, he's not. Head coach. Head coach. Oh, that didn't go well in Denver. Had its moments. <laughs> Give him another chance. I okay. like Vic. Keep going. Kevin, $20 super chat. Carm just said, pot committed. Are you a poker guy, Carm? If you are, all your chips are going in the middle with Bajent over fields, which is fair, and I would love to play poker with you. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I do love poker. I don't play it a ton, Kevin. I am not good at it. So, yes, let's play. But So you, exa- you do want to play with me. Pot committed with Bajent. It's going to be a tricky one. I got I got I, I'm going to No, you started the show saying Justin's turning it around. You can't go Bajan. I'm saying By the way, Cap did a Secret Bajan man. Uh he was singing Secret Bajan man going into break. Was he singing, I heard it this morning on my way to the train was station. Was he singing the the lyrics and the brilliant song that I put together that was No, that, he just did Secret Bajan and going into break. But he didn't know that that song is copyrighted, and uh, he's now yeah, being that's, sued. That's, that's a straight fine. Yeah. Big uh, Cram, 1999. And the truth comes out. Cram has been in love with Bajan <laughs> since training camp. He just wants to sing his song if they win. Now, if you think of it, when it comes to Bajan, he's full meatball, but back to depression. 0 and 8, here we come. Well, I will say this. Um, nobody was banging the table harder for Josh McCown over Jake Cutler uh, a long, long time ago than that guy. Right here. So um, if Bajent ends up being the solution, um, which, by the way, having that thought uh, once again ignores which football team he plays for. Um, but if that comes true then it is official that Carm has been the best talent evaluator of the quarterback position in this town for Thank the you. last uh what decade 30 years. basically yeah. 11 <laughs> 30 let's give him 30 30 years there's a man who <laughs> nope. isn't nope. afraid got more to go. of danger okay Mark Gleason Mark Leeson, uh, 1999, love all these $20 Super Chats. I think Bajan is a better pocket passer if you ran a couple drives where Fields is in there with Bajan like the Saints did. You have both for defenses to figure out who to defend better and better pocket passer in the pocket. Look, the dude played great. And then in his second opportunity with the lights a little brighter, he was okay. The numbers weren't great, but... It was obvious that he was seeing the field. And he was a better athlete than I thought. Dude's... So I'm... I remain interested if it comes to be. I highly doubt that it will, for the record. Yes. Highly. Um, John Brosio, $10. Serious question. Is there a courtesy the media cannot cross with questions? We all see the failure of Flus and Company. Can journals put feet to the fire more? Keep banging... Yeah, that's a reference to it. Keep picking gr- uh, grannies. Grannies? Yeah, that is that what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> he's oh. on your funny man. Uh, yeah. You never want to make it personal, John, is what I would say to your super chat. But you can be ask a direct question and shut up. And there's some people that are really good at it. 
Yeah. This always comes up. Like, I, I, I think some fans, like, want the media in there to be, like, literally yelling at the coach sometimes. Like, that would be crossing a line of professionalism. Just like if a coach gets personal. And we see this sometimes in press conferences elsewhere. I've, I've never really experienced it. I've seen it with players. I don't think I've seen it with necessarily a coach in that media room. But I definitely see it in college football sometimes, right, where these coaches – they keep the professionalism, too. They're getting a lot of questions that they don't want to a- answer, but they never make it personal back at the reporter either. Like, that's that's the line that you're referring to. And it's a matter of asking direct questions in a calm, respectful way. Um, and honestly, I think that this is going to sound defensive probably, whatever, but I think for the most part, and there's certainly some bad days that we have in there, but for the most part, I think that's pretty direct questions are being asked a lot of times. I think you do a pretty good job. The Bears beat does a very good job. I would agree. You have, you got Mark Potash doing his thing. Courtney Cronin asks a lot of direct questions. Adam Hogue asks a lot of direct direct questions nick has been firing some beauties lately um kevin fish i don't need to name everybody in there but there's just a lot of oh, dudes i thought you were i was, I was yeah, very I we were excited going the whole i mean roster. i just like there's a lot of dudes in there that know what they're doing period end of story but kid are you gonna see brad biggs jump on a table and start screaming at flus probably not no but he will ask a very direct question yeah and by the way part of this too is there's these things called credentials that they give us that literally led us into the building and they could take those. There's no law that says that they have to give them to us. Yeah. They, they, so at the end of the day, if you're not a professional, you can't just be removed. And the NFL can get involved too. And that goes for all leagues. Um, so well, one of my favorites, as I reference moments of yonder back in the day, somebody asked like Jim Riggleman once when he was managing the Cubs, like, hey, uh, why, did you, why, why did you put this reliever in well, who'd you think I should put in? Like, he, that's what he said back. Yeah. And he's like, and he's and the guy, the great George Castle gave a name. He's like, a lefty against a righty? Like, that, like, like they had a debate about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's, uh, that's an awesome exchange. I like that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Yeah. There was well, a mini one, one with Flus and Mike Berman last week. See, I was asking lo- him about the energy on the sideline. And Flus was like, well, what creates energy on your sideline? Or like what? Or what follows when good things happen? Energy. And that's a fair response. That's yeah, that's that's that, great flus. That, uh, give me all that flus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, great question though, John. Appreciate it. Um, but that that's just the, sort of the reality of the situation. Um, Rye. Call $10. You can watch QB1's tape from the 2021 season till now and see with your eyes. There are fundamental areas where we should not see regression, and we are. That part is on the coaching. Um, processing processing is, on him. is on him. No argument on anything you just said there, Rye. Thank you. You're yep. right. Uh, Joel Beer. $10. I recall a Hogan Johns episode last year where the Bills beat writer recalled Allen's development. Didn't he say that training camp in the first few weeks were real tough for Allen? Then he took off. Uh, good question. I would have to go back and listen to it, Joel. I do remember he's referring to an episode we did last year where we looked into the Bengals, Bills, and Chargers and how they developed those quarterbacks in those towns. And when it came to 
uh, Josh Allen. It did click in year three. And I don't... I, I get real bothered by the Josh Allen-Justin Fields comparison. Does anybody watch Josh Allen play football? Do you see the way he throws the football? <laughs> Josh Allen has one of the best arms I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, that is a, that is a John Elway... That is a cannon. And he's 6'6", and he's running over people. I, I I can't I can't listen to that. This, comparison. But that just go that super chat goes back to like kind of what I sort of feels like the theme of the show, which is like yes, can it still click? Sure. Has this fan base been scarred for decades and decades and decades and knows better that it most likely will not? Yes. Well, did you, okay, that's fair. That, sure. But that's that's why everybody's so panicked, Carm. That's what it is. Okay. That's what it the is. The fan base is broken. Well, they should be broken. I, I, I got it. What, I, I'm not what saying, in I the got, last, literally, my lifetime, has this organization given you any hope that this is all of a sudden going to flip? Could it? Yes. Could it? Uh, no, Adam. The organization has not. Um, but why should anybody believe that it will? I'm not saying they should. Yeah, well, I'm just explaining. That's why everyone's so on edge. I understand. But they, is currently but they believed before. Office. They believed two weeks ago. Now, because they had nine months of having no choice. Now there's actual you, football on the there field. There was a choice. You could be like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. But everyone's like, nah, this is. But that's the thing, Carm. They didn't have it with their own eyes. They don't want to hear Adam Ho come on their June mini camp and say Justin Fields had a bad day because they weren't there. And they don't believe us for some reason. <laughs> they okay. think I would make that up. Okay. All right. I'm, the end of the season. Now it's all on film. The end of the season did not end well. No, it didn't. I was there in Detroit. You looked terrible. That game was awful. Which, unfortunately, it's been three games in a row now. Uh, Joshua, $10. Who's sabotaging who between Getze and Fields? Who's zooming who? I don't think there's sabotage going on. Yeah, that's not the right word. But who, who is making the other one look worse between the two? Well, there'd be a lot of finger pointing if we had, if you got those two in a room with that question. Uh, they were being honest. I wonder what kind of conversations those two are having right now. Maybe Justin's too respectful, and Luke's a nice, super nice guy too. Well, in the chicken versus the egg thing, I think Getsy can do a better job of putting Justin Fields in a better position to have more consistent conse- success than what I brought up earlier in the show, which is really good, really bad, really good, really bad. That is his job. Chris Pagano, our guy, $9.99. If the Fluce man gets fired this offseason or season and the Bears don't hire the OC from the Lions, Ben Johnson, that is his name, then it's a GG? I mean, in poker terms, going back to poker, that's a good game. But I don't know what this means. It's a... Got Guys, got to help me out with these abbreviations. I think we've been over this on this show. I am apparently not good at abbreviations. I don't know the lingo. Still praying for something, anything. There it is. I mean, every, just, they're praying. Ed Brown, 999, rebuild. The easy part is the tear down. The hard part is the build back up. Harder with the wrong coaches. Good game, Gigi. That's what you'd say when you'd knock someone out of a poker tournament. We did say oh, that, Ed. Uh, that's a good super chat. We did say that a lot in the offseason. All the 
there were times where I subtly brought this up that the amount of praise that Ryan Poles was getting after one year in which they had the number one pick because they lost the most games in the league. That was the easy part. He acknowledged that. I think I even brought that up to him directly in a question, maybe at the combine. Yeah. That last year was the easy part. Right. Anybody can tear down an organization to their studs. Even Rakan. <laughs> Why'd you do that? That wasn't nice. How dare you? You're just a bad guy. He actually built it up pretty well, too, and then it still didn't work out. Ain't easy, man. Well, because of the owner. Yeah. But you're right. This is the hard part. <laughs> well, that's where... Kevin Koenig just made a random noise from his office. <laughs> I that... said, I mentioned Jerry Reinsdorf, and all of a sudden noises are coming from other rooms. Honestly, that's where Theo doesn't get enough credit. Dude came in or tore it down, and in five years, they won the World Series on the north side of Chicago with the Chicago Cups. How the hell did that happen? The owner that Jerry can't hire hired J- David Stearns. By the you way, know. Theo wants a part of ownership. If I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, hello, how nope. much do you want? Yeah, 10%, right. 20%? Right. What, do you, what does it do? 100? <laughs> 100 would be great. Can you, give me, can you do what you did over there before I die? You can have 99.9% leave the rest of the, for my kids. Jay Harling, Lawrence is losing his mind over there. Yeah, uh, got a show in 40 minutes. 9.99. Hey, Hogue, how much does the Duke have to donate to get a live breakdown of the All-22 with actual footage? Picture a TV behind you with the ability to draw would be sweet. Yeah. We're not allowed to do that. I don't know what to tell you. NFL rights issues, let's yeah. put it that way. You, just, you have to have the rights to the video. Um, we did a little bit last year with Corey Wooten, and we can, I don't know, we can work on it, but... Yeah, we we need a yes, we need an all twenty two video room on Duke Island. Then we're ready to go. That'd be fun. All right. Gary Ross, four ninety nine. Gary does, does polls need to really consider overhauling his pro personnel department as his team seems to have a lot of misses and doesn't scout the league well. I guarantee he's thinking about it. He ain't firing himself. Um what yeah. do you think? I mean, I mean, it's it's early. I'm trying to think of the Chase Claypool thing, the Nate Davis thing. Yeah, somebody recommended Nate Davis to him. With all due respect to what's going on with Nate Davis, well, that's Nate didn't play that. I, I still, I still got hope for Nate Davis. Tape wasn't the tape was okay week one. All right, Hogue's got hope for Nate Davis. I, right. I, I, will, I will stand down. What else? Uh, Waleed Johnson, $5. Why did we hire a head coach that has one playoff win at D.C.? Didn't even, get, didn't even win their division in any of the years he was with the Colts. I don't get it. I didn't get it either, for the record. Wa- Walid? Waleed. Waleed. Uh but the, at the time, it was like he, he, the, they had they had a relationship, and there wasn't there. But the relationship was the agent, right? But wasn't there at the time like <laughs> yeah, that's not a real relationship. <laughs> they never worked together. Okay, but but at the time, wasn't part of the interview plan like the the Bears liked Flus 
and they, they wanted Poles to hire him, if I'm remembering that if correctly. If I remember right, they did interview Floos ahead of hiring Ryan Poles. And then the second interview was like the day or something Ryan Poles was hired or the next day, and he jumped right into – I do remember that part. Like he jumped right into the interview room like right when he was hired. It was like, great, here's your contract, sign it. Okay, let's go interview head coaches and somehow make this decision in three days. And there it is. And confirming it is Waleed. Waleed. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Thank you, Waleed. Yeah. All right. We got fly through. Super yeah. Jets. Two more. Two in a row from uh, Bears on Kauai. Bears on Kauai, 499. Uh, Bears are being on pace for 8.5 sacks a season makes skipping Jalen Carter look really stupid. Yay! More records of complete ineptitude. Sad on Kauai. How could you be sad? If you're sad on Kauai. It's not great. That, and I believe that you're sad on Kauai, but that just shows you what the bears do to people 499 gonna see if i can get the Kauai tourism board to partner with chgo maybe a diehard will actually come have a beer or a cocky with me shots fired that's right that's a shot at nick listen you know that was something that nick's never going to be able to atone for let's be honest i'll be there bears on Kauai someday a, a if my wife ever lets me go back there i will have dinner in Kauai. 199, my fix, JF1, two quick reads, long, short run. Yeah, touchdown to check down. I remember that being a thing. Chris Gura, $5. If the Bears find a way to beat the Chiefs, are we all the way back on the bandwagon? Well, I will say this, Chris. Yes. I brought this up on our morning call today. The last time the Bears were 0 2. Mike Glennon was the quarterback, and it was 2017. And the Bears had a home game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were seven-point underdogs. I looked this up yesterday, which is not quite the 12-and-a-half on the road (laughs) situation uh, that they are this week. But no one in this town thought that they had any chance of hell beating the Steelers that week. And they did. They won in overtime with Mike Glennon at quarterback. Funny things happen. I remember when I was at Arrowhead last time, no one thought the Bears were winning that game. This Chiefs team's better, (laughs) a lot better. Look, it it theoretically could happen. Will anyone actually think it will? Probably not. Forget about the Chief game. Beat the Broncos, beat Washington. Those games are four days apart. I watched the Broncos yesterday. The Bears can win that game. Washington is beatable too. You're two and three. It feels a whole lot different than what's going to feel like right now after Sunday, leading all the way up to the Denver game. Come to our tailgate. Hang out. Kevin, $10 super chat. Bears go on into KC, ready to play some ball. Why? Football is weird, and that's why. Fields goes 20 of 32 for 283, three touchdowns, 31 rushing yards. It's a very specific, somewhat low rushing total. Uh, Braxton with 12 pancakes. Bears 31, Chiefs 23. Kevin, breaking news. I heard that the Bears just called the Chiefs and told them that they're not coming they need to work on themselves, and they're going into a dark room to meditate and get deep, and they're not playing the Chiefs game. I'd say equally my scenario and yours are about as likely. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. 
right, I'm going to call it there. Okay. Uh, thanks to Kev K. Esco, Skell enters the room, Bear Down Omaha, Kenny B, Chicago Way for Everybody, Aaron Highsmith, and Boone the God. Thank you. Sorry we didn't read these on air. I showed them on screen, but uh, yeah, we got to get rolling. Yep. Bear Down, love you. Other shows need this glorious studio here. Um, we appreciate all the support, Bears fans. Uh, the numbers and support yesterday, people watching live, unbelievable. We thank you for all the super chats. Um, and we're not going anywhere. We're back tomorrow. Could, fuse, could use a few more likes. Big Tim, show tomorrow. Tim Jenkins coming on tomorrow to break down the film even more. Thanks, uh, Brandon. Yep. And we got some special things playing the rest of the week as well that we will unveil as the week goes along. So don't go anywhere. CHGO Bears podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore Bears for all the latest from House Hall, Nicholas Moriano at Nicholas Moriano. Read all his work at allchgo.com. Become a diehard. Thanks, Nicholas. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Justo. Thanks, Chief C. I'll have a newsletter coming out tomorrow for the diehards. It'll be in your inbox. Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you tomorrow. Gura.